<laughs> that was a good story. <laughs> this show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. John, will you give us that intro lick? <laughs> Explanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked some stuff up on Wikipedia, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Gerondale. Howdy, David. Howdy, duty. What are we going to learn about today? Lobsters. Lobsters? I fucking love lobsters. <laughs> They're amazing creatures because yeah. of the non-senescence. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure you're going to explain what that means. Mm-hmm. We actually did a lobsters episode like way, way, way back when, like at the, like, the house on the hill. Way back when. It was haunted. It was haunted. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like every haunted house these days is on a hill. But that was so long ago. Yeah, that was a and, long time ago. Lost, that was like and we two lost the episode. years before we actually started recording this podcast. Yeah. We recorded two episodes and you edited them together. Shittily. Um and we just we just didn't end up like things were going on in our lives. We just didn't end up actually continuing the show at that point. Yep. But it never died. Um, it was always we always knew that at some point mm-hmm. uh, we were gonna pick it back up again. So yeah, this is how we're gonna be. This is how the lobsters episode will go. We'll talk about physical description of them. Then we'll talk about ecology and mating. Then diet. Then senescence, and then the history of lobsters. The non-senescence. Yeah. Um. So. Starting with the physical description, you've seen a lobster. They got those long tails and five pairs of legs. Yep, and they have those rubber bands um, connected to their claws so that they can't use them. Yep, we'll get to why every they do lobster it. I've ever seen has rubber bands. We'll on get its to claws. we'll get to why <laughs> we'll get to why they do that later. But they actually have claws on their first three pairs of legs. Oh, do they really? Okay, mm-hmm. they just, just have like the really little, big ones. Yeah, in front the big the front ones. Yeah, they're usually much larger. And they're pretty strong. Like a large lobster could break your finger with its front claw. Okay. But I mentioned, yeah, those things are so big and clumsy, they probably don't use them for eating that much, like passing yeah. food to their mouth. They probably well, use the smaller they, ones. They kind of they do. Like uh, one of them is like typically a crushing claw. Okay. And the other is a shredder claw used to rip food apart. Wait, you're talking about the two big the visible two big ones that actually ones. have different functions? Mm-hmm. A okay. lot of the times they do. One of them will be used for like crushing shit, and the other one will be used to like rip Shred it apart. Shred the meat up, okay. Before they shove it into their mouth. It's weird thinking about how they basically have the equivalent of teeth, but on their hands. Yeah. Well, and then they like that's what our teeth do. They don't Crush have them in their mouth. They also have these little teeth in their stomach, called the gastric mill. Oh, which okay. Which is like three little like is it molar rocks, type things? Or is no, it, that's okay, like a bird. Actually, that's like the bird type. Yeah, it's just usually when um, I hear gastrolith, I usually think of a, something that's swallowed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like kind of a little toothy okay. thing in their stomach that crushes shit up. Interesting. Um. But they also have a hard exoskeleton, and molt in order to grow, and when they molt, they're particularly vulner- vulnerable to predation. And many of the species change color when they molt. Yeah, yeah, they have to they have to reacquire that nice red hue. <laughs> they, they, they're not red until you cook them. I know <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> um, 
And they actually often eat their molted shell. Oh, makes sense. Recycle it's, it. Yeah, it's high in calcium. Yeah, I think a lot of times they molt um, in large numbers just to improve their odds of not being picked off. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of animals know exactly when they're molting and will, like, raise. Uh, stingrays love to eat think, lobsters when they're molting. That could be true. I, I didn't find that, but it could be true. Uh, they will continue molting until they die. Um, so they will continue to get larger. Yes, yes. So that's a component of it. They, they get a little bit larger every molt, and that's the yeah. p- purpose of their molting, is that they, they grow inside a dead, rigid exoskeleton. Yeah, they grow to fill up their shell. Yep. They can molt up to 44 times in the first year of their life. And after they get to be about seven years old, they molt around once a year. Okay. Um, they have blue blood because they have hemocyanin, Instead of hemoglobin, like vertebrates. Oh, okay. And uh, hemocyanin binds oxygen to copper molecules. And so they're like Vulcans. Yeah, I I think yeah. Yeah, Vulcans and have the the reason for their weird skin tone is that they have copper in okay. their blood instead of iron. Yeah, and hemoglobin, like we talked about in the blood episode, binds oxygen to iron. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And Which is what makes it red. The same thing as rust. Yeah. So, like you said, they, like we said already, they only turn red after getting cooked. Before they get cooked, they're usually greenish or brown, yep. and sometimes they're even blue. Yeah. Anybody who's been to Red Lobster knows that a lobster isn't red until after you boil it in scalding hot water. Yeah. Which, arguably, most things, I think, are red after you boil them in <laughs> scalding hot water. Like, I would turn red. Yeah, yeah. Redder. Um... <laughs> now you are now that you're embarrassed your face is red Mm -mm. Uh, let's talk about ecology and mating so they live in burrows and crevices on the seafloor and when lobsters mate the female keeps the sperm and later chooses to fertilize the eggs right right she can hold on to it Mm -hmm. and just keep it safe for a long time lots of critters can do that even armadillos can do that really Mm -hmm. same with otters too yeah, they mate, and then they hold on to the, they hold on to the sperm in this weird little area of the like uterus, a little sperm receptacle. Yeah, exactly, and they hold on to it and nourish it for. I think otters, it's like four or five months, huh. um, and sometimes they will just get rid of it if they're not getting enough food. Like they won't, yeah. they won't implant. Um, so yeah, a lobster female can have over ten thousand eggs. And carries them around on the underside of her carapace, on mm-hmm. the underside of her body. And like fans them with these tiny little pseudo kind yeah. of leggy looking, thin looking things. Um, only about one in 1,000 of those eggs will reach adulthood. Makes sense. They're plankton. Yeah. Plankton gets munched on by everything. And it's only a myth that lobsters mate for life. It was actually popularized by an episode of Friends where Phoebe optimistically talks about the relationship between Rachel and Ross. Oh, I never even heard that myth. Yeah, you never have. You're my lobster. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I did yeah. not know that people thought they made it for life. That no. seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's not true. Um, so when a female wants to breed, she'll shack up with a male for about a week. And uh, she has to molt her shell in order to mate and will leave his den with a new shell and a bunch of sperm stored in her sperm receptacle. Okay. And uh, then when she maybe that's why I thought that they got together to molt because they do mate in huge groups because basically they they, the males make all these little dens, which are basically just big symmetrical ditches Mm. that they dig out. 
circular uh, ditches in the seafloor, but they come to the shallows in order to mate. I think it's okay. because it's warmer and their eggs develop faster in the warmer water. Makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, they go into the shallows to mate. And maybe that's why I thought that they molt in, in groups because um, the females have to molt well, in, in order, order to mate. To, yeah. Um, and then when, later when she wants to fertilize the eggs, she pushes them through the sperm receptacle. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really weird. So the right? sperm doesn't so much travel to the eggs as the, the other eggs, way around. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. in humans, it's like a, you know, it's a little bit. Column A, uh, column B. Yeah, exactly. Because like they don't meet the, the sperm doesn't meet the egg in the uh, ovary. It meets it in the fallopian tube. So like they're coming to meet yeah. each other. But obviously the sperm did, especially since it's like a tiny fraction of the size of the egg, the sperm really did the majority of the, the travel. traveling. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about lobster diets. So they're omnivorous and eat all types of shit. They typically eat live prey like sea worms and other crustaceans, mollusks, some plants, and they actually regularly cannibalize in captivity. Oh, and okay. That's why they put the that's rubber bands. That's why they put the rubber on, bands. On See, their... I always thought it was just like so the chef doesn't get their fingies. Yeah, pinched. I always thought that too. But, but no, it's, it's so that they won't hurt each other. So they won't hurt each other. Okay. And kill each because other. you would have to have those big crusher claws to actually eat another lobster. Yeah, if you're exactly. A lobster. Yeah. Um. So let's get to it. Let's talk about lobster senescence. Let's talk about the most interesting thing about these little guys. Yeah. So well, so, big guys in some cases. Yeah. So senescence is biological aging and de deterioration of functional characteristics. And so up until very recently, we could only guess at their age based on size and other factors. And the largest lobster ever found was 44 pounds, caught off Nova Scotia, and it was three and a half feet long. How, how heavy is Lemon, your Australian shepherd? She's about 60 She's so it is over two thirds the size of the size of your dog. Big, big fat. She's not really fat, but like, yeah, she's that's she's a pretty huge big. crustacean. Yeah, seriously. Uh, most lobsters you get in the supermarket are around five to seven years old and weigh about a pound. So, yeah, imagine a lobster 44 times bigger than what you see at Red Lobster. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, sometimes some scientists think they can live 40 to 50 years in the wild. And other scientists think there could be lobsters out there that are over 70 or even over 100 years old. I imagine the bigger they get, the longer, the better their chances are, right? Because like... To a degree. To, yeah. I mean, because like there are well, less predators that can prey on them, mm, even when they're molting. Yeah. Um, in 2012, scientists found out that they have growth rings inside their eye stocks that can be measured to figure out their age, oh, but it like hasn't trees. been perfected. Yeah, that's kind of okay. like trees. <laughs> But before 2012, there was absolutely no way to tell because you they just had to guess because when they molt, size. they basically get rid of all their hard parts. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I imagine those growth rings inside their eyes are just basically like looking at. It like probably has to do with the seasons. And okay. Yeah. It probably has to do with like when they're growing a lot and when they're not growing that much. Because that's basically yeah. what it is in trees. It is. You're not looking at a bunch of layers of bark. You're actually looking at each season because each. Each year, and a, growth, a tree a goes cycle through a growth spurt. And a winter cycle. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So yeah, uh, we alluded to this. Research has shown that lobsters don't slow down or weaken with age, and in fact become more fertile with age. Yeah, their metabolism doesn't break down. Their organs don't start to fail. Yeah. Um, their DNA is just as young, youthful, and readily yeah. readable as it is when they're when they're quite young. Nothing about them seems to actually age. They just get bigger. It's because uh, lobsters maintain telomerase activation throughout their lives. So let's talk about telomeres and telomerase. Cool, yeah. So <clears throat> telomeres are caps on the end of chromosomes that protect that protect it. It's, like it's a, one of the earliest known forms of junk DNA. Yeah. It's yeah. just useless code that sits on the end of all of your chromosomes because every time you copy a chromosome, it actually... It basically, the two ends of it get cut off. It's like yeah. if you can imagine copying they get a document. shorter and shorter each time. Yep, and the margins increase every time you copy the document. So the the, the chromosome actually gets smaller every single time and it's duplicated. After a while, the telomeres are basically non-existent, and they can't protect the chromosome and dividing cells anymore. Yep, and so now coding DNA is potentially being lost when it's replicated. And that's why... Which is when your cells basically... aging basically is. Yeah, yep, and your cells stop dividing at that point to avoid cancer. So telomerase is an enzyme that adds length to telomeres. Right. Yep. It rebuilds them. Yeah. And so when they get rebuilt, they can just keep... keep. Yeah, because it's junk DNA. It doesn't matter what it says. You can just rebuild it with whatever you want. And as long as it doesn't accidentally code for something, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, human embryos have a bunch of telomerase, but we lose it as we get older. And in some ways, that's a good thing. Because when you reactivate telomerase in cells that have taken damage already, they become cancerous and refuse to die. Yeah, a lot of aging actually, the more you look into it, is anti-cancer. Against cancer, it's, yeah. it's anti-cancer stuff. Like cancer is just, especially the bigger you get. Because you think about it, when you get bigger, your cells don't get bigger. Mm-mm. They just get more. You have more. And that's yeah. why it's such a mystery as to why there's such low rates of cancer in elephants. They, d- judging by the number of cells well, they have, should get that, cancer that. over a hundred times more frequently yeah. than we do. But the fact that they get it much less frequently than we do has been the the subject of a lot of study. That's interesting, and I haven't heard about that. Um, so yeah, lobsters they aren't they are not immortal. Around ten to fifteen percent of lobsters die every year due to exhaustion during molting. Okay, I have a. I, can I just really quickly bring up koi? Because sure. koi, koi yeah. are non-senescent as well. They don't age. Yeah. Koi just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they never age. However, they are not immortal because eventually they, like, uh, kind of like human giants, like people with giantism, mm-hmm. um, which is a pituitary gland disorder, um, they get too big for their organs to support them. Oh. And so basically, usually their liver or their heart craps out once they've reached a certain age because they're just so big that their anatomy doesn't all grow equally with them. Interesting. Neither does their metabolism. Um, so yeah, they just and can't bigger keep creatures up. need a slower metabolism in order to keep going. Like, you know, a, yeah. if you compare a mouse metabolism to an elephant metabolism, the elephant would, would basically overheat and die if it had anything like yeah. a mouse metabolism. It might even blow up. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, it, they're very much like koi in that regard. Like koi's organs, they just go into organ failure once they get too old, even though it's not like our organ failure, where mm. our organs stop working because they can no longer duplicate the, the cells, cells necessary yeah. to their function. They fail just because the critters keep getting bigger as they age. Interesting. 
So yeah, like uh, 10 to 15 percent of them die every year, and molting gets more strenuous as they get larger. Furthermore, they can get shell diseases, which can scar the shell, and the scars can adhere them to their shell, and they Ooh, get stuck in it and die. Okay, okay. And then they can get like bacterial infections, and sometimes even if, sometimes when they're too big and don't have enough energy, they just won't molt, and then their their exoskeleton will just start to rot. Oh, geez. And that's how you so can it tell. Seems like what happens that's how you can tell that they're like near the end of their life. Their metabolism stays roughly the same, but they keep getting bigger. And so you mm. need the same metabolism to support a bigger and bigger organism. And so complications arise from that. Yeah, probably. I mean, at least that seems like it's part of the issue what's going on with like them not being able to molt or like just yeah. not molting. Um, yeah. So that's lobster senescence. They do, they pretty much can could live forever but they don't let's talk about lobster history back when europeans first came to america lobsters were so plentiful that people mostly caught them by hand like <laughs> <laughs> like some like people crawdads. some people described piles of lobsters two feet high washed up on the shores of the massachusetts bay colony like Jesus. they're just so fucking they were often used by colonists and Native Americans for fish bait and fertilizer. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a poor man's food up yeah, until it was. pretty recently, actually. It was for the poor, slaves, and prisoners. And some indentured servants even had it put in their contract that they could only be fed lobster twice a week. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> and in the... but it was, like, it was a garbage food. Nobody wanted it was to a garbage eat it, actually. Food, yeah. In the mid-1800s, improved railways and canned food became a thing. And greatly expanded the market for lobsters, so they could can it and send it send it inside the continent. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, introducing it to a much larger audience. Yeah, and people started taking vacations to the coast on rail on railroads, and so restaurants restaurants started serving them up. And since then, overfishing has significantly reduced lobster populations, and so now they're expensive, considered a delicacy. And very economically important to the regions they populate. Also, it was just basically, this is another instance, and this happens with seafood all the time, of overfishing of one preferred population of, of critter that we used as food um, led to a lot of fishermen having to fish for something else, in this case, lobster. And mm. basically, because that's all they had to sell, buyers of their previous catch or fare started marketing to the American consumers that this was a thing that they should want to eat. Yeah, yeah. This happened over and over and over again. People weren't eating things, tilapia yeah. or orange ruffy. Before orange ruffy was called orange ruffy, it was called the slime head. <laughs> and it was a garbage fish that no one ate. But overfishing of our preferred fish to eat led yeah. to this, you know, this orange ruffy that nobody wanted being pretty abundant. Yeah. And this happens over and over again, especially with seafood, All because we get it wild. You got anything else you want to talk about with lobsters? No, just that bit that you're going to cut about how we could keep them alive forever, probably. Yeah. And that's it for this episode. The Explanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, he said Oregon. It correctly, and so he, he's going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. If you want to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations or leave a review on iTunes. Hannah is the show's newest cherished listener on Patreon. Thanks, Hannah. Thank I you, Hannah. Yeah, I really appreciate your support for the show. 
And I'm sorry I missed your New Year's party. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty dumb. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the next day for some dumb reason. Um, anyway. <laughs> wow. That's um, funny. So anyway, I mean, it's not funny he missed it, but it's funny the reason why he missed it. Yeah. Anyways, we likely got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it, hit me up at DexplanationsPodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at Dexplanations, comment on the Instagram, or talk about it on the subreddit. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. You're the only thing that's making this show grow, so please tell someone to subscribe. Oh, and as for you, I like what you've done with your hair. In the mid-1800s, improved railways and canned food became a thing. So in the mid-1800s, improved... Wait, wait, wait. Let me just finish it. Okay. There we go. <laughs>